there are over 569,000 Canadians living with dementia. One in five of us have experienced caring for someone living with dementia. It's not easy. It can be exhausting. It can be a challenge. And it can be uh, concerning because you don't know how to conduct yourself. Diane Waugh is a veteran nurse, a certified dementia practitioner, and she knows her way around talking to people with dementia. She joins the Kelly Cotrera Show to give us a little bit of a lesson in how we should talk to our loved ones that have dementia. Welcome to the show. Great to have you on. Thanks, Kelly. Appreciate your um, asking me. Listen, there's one word that you say we should never use when you're talking to somebody with dementia. What is that word and why shouldn't we use it? Well, now, no, Kelly, you must be wrong about, you see, the word no doesn't really work for almost anybody. I don't want to be told no. The word no, what I'm at, what I'm trying to do is change your perception of what you see as your reality and deny that reality for you. And that's where we get into trouble. And it, it's, it really, let's take the child who wants an ice cream cone saying, no, you have to wait. No, you can't have the ice cream. Almost never works because people are people. I want to do what I want to do. And when you add the dimension, uh, the dimension of dementia, it's hard to say, um, it gets very frustrating for them very quickly and then very frustrating for you even quick, more quickly. Do you think one thing we have to keep in mind when we're dealing with people with dementia is that although they may look like they are not um, frustrated, they may be very frustrated inside. So that moment of uh, now you're frustrated, you're confused, and now I'm going to challenge you with your perception of how things are. When you already know you've got a bit of a challenge there, can that kind of escalate things for them? Almost always. Um, I always talk to people about watch your loved one's eyes. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to speak in our own reality because that's what we know. We're going to say things like, hi, how are you? Which is a short-term memory question that just gets you in trouble and frustrates the person. Watch their eyes. They will tell you very quickly, you're making me feel like a failure, feel, feel uncomfortable. Their mm -hmm. eyes will dull out and oftentimes they will look away from you. A very, very, very quick check that you're kind of walking into the danger area. It's probably the biggest complaint I hear from families. Well, my mom gets so mad at me. And I went, mm, yeah, that's probably right. Let's see what you're saying to her that's prompting that response. Okay, we know that short-term memory loss is uh, their greatest challenge. Long-term memory might be something better to focus on when you're having a discussion. I think a lot of the times, and I deal with somebody, a loved one that has dementia, you get kind of frustrated because you don't know what to talk to them about. And you don't want to, um, you know, get them confused any more confused than they are or make them uncomfortable. You're there because you love them. So where do we go with our line of questioning? Because we clearly want them to have a conversation. Right. What we need to do is we need to get ready. There's a little homework involved in this one. You need to identify um, stories, situations that are a pleasant that come from their long term memory and bring that up. And that's I have a book and the title of my book is I was thinking probably one of the easiest ways to do this is let's say we, we write down that they loved quilting. They were a wonderful quilter. And rather than going, do you remember how you used to quilt? Mm -mm. You make it make it your story, not theirs. Don't push on their shoulders with the do you remember comment. Say to them, you know, I was thinking you used to be a phenomenal quilter. Took stuff to the to the fairs. 
and see if they hop on. I need my tools though, because otherwise my mouth opens up and I say, hi, how are you today? So I actually, I'm not trying to promote my book, but I have a workbook out here, write it on toilet paper, write it somewhere, get yourself two or three things, see, smell, taste, touch, hear stories that make them happy, write it down, have it in your pocket before you make the interaction. So you can start with, and I always say, drop all the niceties, drop all the hi, how are you's, all the things we normally say in our reality, start with, hey, great seeing you. I was thinking about that dog you had that was brown, and but he had white spots. So you're basically trying to jar their memory with visual from the past instead of, uh, you know, asking them the question because they're already frustrated because they can't they can't access that short term memory. So a question comes flying at them. They recognize that's a question. They're going to panic. They're going to panic. And when they panic, they'll back out of the conversation. And that's why we see so many folks just sitting going, never mind. It's okay, And they become very. You know, they, they just literally, it's hard. There's no other word for it. They back out. I don't want to be in this situation anymore. After you've kind of schooled people on how to start talking to their loved ones with dementia, staying away from the questions, staying away from saying no, um, do you notice that they're actually having a more uh, pleasant interaction with their loved ones? And how quickly can that happen? In about 12 seconds. Wow. As long as you keep them in control by the things you're going to do that will give put them in a spot where they have the best shot at succeeding. It's um, it is absolutely amazing. Uh, I know you're on a real tight schedule. I had a mm. customer client, a lot of customer comments that state, I can't believe this is like some sort of a miracle. And it's not. It's just living where they live. I had one lady whose mother hated her. She was in assisted living. And she said, uh, the mother said, you put me in here. You've stolen my money. I'm a prisoner. That's how their conversations went. So I explained to the lady, stop with the social nicety. Start with, hey, mom, great talking to you. I was thinking about that spaghetti sauce you used to make. See what, what happens. She called. She called me back and she said, I don't believe it. What happened? I, she said, I said what you told me to say. Mom said, well, go get a piece of paper and pencil and I'll give it to you so you don't forget it now. So she wrote it all down and said, thank you very much. And her mother said to her, well, get off the phone and go make it for you don't remember anymore. Wow. That's a great exchange. So before I let you go, um, you say never say no. I know a lot of people are going to lean heavy into that. What do they do instead? Are you distracting uh, your loved one to something else if they are you know, getting to a, a place where your only answer that you can be left with is no. How do you avoid saying no? Got to know what the situation is. If mm-hmm. it's, I didn't have breakfast. No, has no, you did. No, yes, you did. Makes no sense at all. So really look at what the conversation, where they're leading. <clears throat> I got to go see my mom. I know that her mother has been dead for 22 years. I don't need to say, no, your mom is dead. I need to say, tell me the neatest thing about your mom. Ah. Go to where they are living and it works. Wow. Thank you so much, Diane. I think you've uh, given us a lot to think about here. Your book, once again, because I know there are people that are going to ask me for it. It's called I Was Thinking. It is self-published and it's available on my website. <laughs> Excuse me. Diane, what's your website? It's wawconsulting.info. Excellent. Thanks, Diane. I really appreciate this very useful information. Thanks so much for reaching out. Have a great day. Diane Wise, a veteran nurse and a certified dementia practitioner.